Thank you, loving Father, for giving us the privilege of life. We are grateful to you for all the good things that you do for us on a daily basis. The food we eat, the water we drink, the air we breathe, the security we enjoy, and the peace you give to us. We thank you also for the spiritual blessings. We want to reflect the image of our Lord and we pray that as we go through your words this day, that you would bless us with wisdom and understanding and power. Your word said, as many as received Christ, you gave power to become the sons of God. Please put your words in my mouth that as I speak, it shall be sanctification and blessing to the end that we all shall be sons of God. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Conflict and Courage, October 3 Apprenticed to Christ And Jesus said unto him, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. Mark chapter 1 verse 17 and 18 They were humble and unlearned men, those fishers of Galilee. But Christ, the light of the world, was abundantly able to qualify them for the position for which he had chosen them. The Savior did not despise education, for when controlled by the love of God and devoted to his service, intellectual culture is a blessing. But he passed by the wise men of his time because they were so self-confident that they could not sympathize with suffering humanity and become co-laborers with the man of Nazareth. In their bigotry, they scorned to be taught by Christ. The Lord Jesus seeks the cooperation of those who will become unobstructed channels for the communion of his grace. Jesus chose unlearned fishermen because they had not been schooled in the traditions and, in, and, and erroneous customs of their time. They were men of native ability and they were humble and teachable, men whom he could educate for his work. In the common walks of life, there is many a man patiently treading the round of daily toil unconscious that he possesses powers which, if called into action, would raise him to an equality with the world's most honored men. The touch of a skillful hand is needed to arouse those dormant faculties. It was such men that Jesus called to be his co-laborers, and he gave them the advantage of association with himself. Never had the world's great men such a teacher when the disciples came forth from the Savior's training, they were no longer ignorant and uncultured. They had become like him in mind and character, and men took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. He who called the fishermen of Galilee is still calling men to his service and he is just as willing to manifest his power through us as through the first disciples. However imperfect and sinful we may be, the Lord holds out to us the offer of partnership with himself, of apprenticeship to Christ. He invites us to come under the divine instruction 
that uniting with Christ, we may work the works of God. Amen. The title of our devotion for today is Apprenticed to Christ. Here we look at the call of Peter, Andrew, James and John who were fishermen, uncultured people, we'll say they are illiterate, unlearned people, uneducated. Yet, what really surprises me these days is that these men who were uneducated, unlearned, people now go to universities to study their books so that they can understand what Peter and John and James wrote men who were unlearned now we have to go and get degrees for years to understand what they wrote can you imagine that what an irony does it mean that education is wrong of course not but the way in which it is done today it just shows us the lack of the spirit of god in these things when people go to these universities to study hebrew and greek to understand what men who basically may not have completely understood this because i know even when peter used to write he would tell his son to write for him and he would be dictating it's it's really strange it's not the language that is the issue we need to understand that when we sit under the tutelage of christ we can understand and be in one spirit with him and we will understand his word very well it is not about the degree you have it is not about the qualification but rather it is about the holy spirit that teaches us the things of the spirit of god when jesus began his ministry after his baptism he went to nazareth where he was brought up to announce his mission to the people and when he announced his mission i want us to hear what he said in the book of luke 4 verse 16 to 18 it says there and he came to nazareth where he had been brought up and as his custom was he went into the synagogue on the sabbath day and stood up for to read and there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet isaiah and when he had opened the book he found the place where it was written the spirit of the lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised here jesus made clear that one of the areas of his ministry apart from healing and apart from taking people out of sin uh, he described it in this way the giving or to give recovering of sight to the blind the kind of blindness being referred to here was not merely the inability to see but primarily was referring to the spiritual blindness that causes people to be misled into error it is that blindness that was being referred to that blindness that will make you fall into a ditch but only those who were humble enough to admit their blindness were benefited by the teachings of Jesus and had their sight recovered to them. The consequences of this kind of blindness Jesus expressed in a parable when he said in Luke 6 verse 39, Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they not both fall into a ditch? That was That's just telling us the consequences of blindness that he came to remove. People were falling into a ditch 
because of blindness to the scriptures. Many had been falling into ditches through the false teachings of the scribes and the Pharisees. The people had looked up to them as the expositors of the truth. But Jesus came to give the people a light that will banish all error, superstition, false teachings that had led the people astray into a ditch. In some meek and sincere, honest fishermen, Jesus found people whom he could work with and he approached them. Mark chapter 1 reading from verse 16 says, Now, as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you become to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. Now, talking about how these men immediately like like the book of mark says straightway left their nets and followed jesus we'll look at that in another devotion beautiful thing they did but what we are going to look at now is why jesus called these unlearned illiterate and uneducated men as his apprentices we read in our devotion conflict and courage page 282 paragraph 2 there the lord jesus seeks the cooperation of those who will become unobstructed channels for the communion of his grace end of quote now here we find a reason why jesus called them we want to be called we're not just studying james and john peter and andrew we want to make ourselves fitted to be called apprenticeship has a qualification and here it is we must become unobstructed channels for the communion of his grace Another thing is like what we read in the devotion. They were not corrupted by the false teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It says in paragraph 3, Jesus chose unlearned fishermen because they had not been schooled in the traditions and erroneous customs of their time. They were men of native ability and they were humble and teachable, men whom he could educate for his work. End of quote. So, we are looking at this and I want it to not be missed. I want it to be clear. Firstly, unobstructed channel. Secondly, that they were humble and teachable. And again, they were not corrupted by the traditions and erroneous customs of their time. So you may be asking yourself, how about me? Perhaps I've already been corrupted by the erroneous traditions and customs of my time. The false teachings, the popular teachings in the church, as they had popular teachings in their own church. These men were not corrupted by it. So what do I do? You simply need to drop those customs and traditions. And once you drop it, then you are qualified to be an apprentice for Jesus. Because really, what actually makes us obstructed channels instead of unobstructed channels is those customs and traditions because when jesus is trying to preach the truth to us those traditions come up to block the truth from entering into our minds we'll say oh no but this but i was taught that but this and that why because you hold on to the false traditions you were taught when jesus wants to bring the truth to you when the truth is coming if you hold on to those traditions you cannot be an apprentice to Jesus. The criteria for Jesus choosing these men, as we have seen, is their humility in accepting their blindness and their need to be led. 
but the lack of this acknowledgement as we see in the Pharisees was a cause of their destruction. One time when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees and they felt that Jesus was trying to say that they did not know the truth. They asked him the question in John 9 verse 40 and 41. He says, And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. What does Jesus mean here? These Pharisees, they actually knew the truth. That's why he said, If you were blind, you are not actually blind, you know the truth. But the problem is you don't want to follow it. You are pretending and deceiving people and giving them traditions and customs that will lead them to fall into a ditch. And you are intentionally following it. But blindness simply means that these people did not know. The disciples of Jesus were not acting as if they were on par with him and trying to teach him. They accepted the fact that they did not know and they submitted themselves to be taught by him. Why is it that Jesus did not choose the educated in his time? Is it because education is bad? Make no mistake, education is not bad. When education is consecrated, that when I say education, I mean just having the ability to read, to write, and having knowledge generally. It's not as if um, education simply means that you are, must have studied something in our own day and have a BSc and MSc and DD and whatever professor. That's not really what education means in this sense. Education simply means to be among those who have the basic primary and secondary education. You can read, you can write. These men, John, Peter, Andrew, they were not like that. They didn't go to any school. They were just men who could talk. As for reading and writing, you cannot guarantee that they could do that. They had to learn these things. They were unlearned. Like I said about Peter, if you take note of his books, you notice that it was his son who actually wrote for him and he would dictate. I'm not sure if Peter could actually write. But that was not what obstructed him from being an apprentice. Jesus is not looking for you to know those things. He just wants you to be humble. Only those that are humble can learn. In the book of Isaiah 28 verse 9, God talks about those whom he can teach. He said, Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? And the answer is given, Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. What does that mean? They are children. Only those who are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. Little children. Only those that are like little children can learn from God. Children know that they don't know. And so, they are willing to learn. They ask questions and believe what their master tells them or their parent. So what does it mean to be humble and teachable like a child? Humility towards God means to trust the wisdom of God as being better than yours. It means to avoid second-guessing the decisions of God and trusting His love and wisdom. It means to listen without adroit quizzing and doubtful questionings. Humility means obedience to God in faith, even when you do not understand why he's asking you to do what he tells you to do. And is this humility that we must come to God with? And how do we come to God? Come to the, the word. The word of God is what it means to come to God. And if you must be humble towards God, you must be humble to his word. Messages to Young People, page 260, paragraph 1 and 2 explains to us what this kind of humility is means when we come to the word of god it says in your study of the word 
lay at the door of investigation your preconceived opinions and your hereditary and cultivated ideas that is referring to those customs and traditions drop them when you're coming to the word of god which is to come into christ because that's what is what christ represents today is the bible so when we are talking about being apprenticed to christ that is an apprentice to the bible let the bible teach you humble yourself to let the bible teach you which is this is what represents jesus today his word let it teach you and how are we to allow ourselves to be an apprentice drop your hereditary and cultivated ideas and your preconceived opinions i continue to reading it says you will never reach the truth who is the truth jesus you will never reach him if you study the scriptures to vindicate your own ideas leave these at the door and with a contrite heart go in to hear what the lord has to say to you as the humble seeker for truth sits at christ's feet and learns of him the word gives him understanding to those who are too wise in their own conceit to study the bible christ says you must become meek and lowly in heart if you desire to become wise unto salvation do not read the word in light in the light of former opinions but with a mind free from prejudice search it carefully and prayerfully if as you read conviction comes and you see that your cherished opinions are not in harmony with the word do not try to make the word fit these opinions make your opinions fit the word do not allow what you have believed or practiced in the past to control your understanding open the eyes of your mind to behold wondrous things out of the law find out what is written and then plant your feet on the eternal rock end of quote amen i wish i could break this down as it is in my own mind apprenticeship to christ is not about education apprenticeship to christ is not about your ancestry apprenticeship to christ is not about who your parents are whether they are pastors or not apprenticeship to christ on the other hand has to do with what i just read now and i cannot put it any better drop your preconceived ideas your cherished opinions your education your cultivated and hereditary teachings but come to god with a meek and lowly heart as you read you do if you do not have this spirit christ cannot call you the reason this men were called it's not because he's jesus is glorifying illiteracy jesus is not glorifying illiteracy or glorifying being uneducated rather i'll tell you what he's glorifying he's glorifying humility he's glorifying meekness paul was educated many educated people have been followers of christ so what is the thing that is a qualification is it uneducated uneducation or illiteracy no the qualification where the two of them the educated and the uneducated qualify themselves to be apprentices to christ is that we must all come with a contrite heart with humility with that mind that i don't know i want to learn i am blind and i want to be taught that is what qualifies us to be apprentices but jesus had a rebuke for those who did not have the spirit of a child those who thought they could see and needed no help he couldn't work with them you know he said the pharisees were since they say they see their sin remains with them but they couldn't see really they thought they could see 
The Pharisees were of this class who thought that they, they were not blind. They thought they could see and in their pride, they did not humble themselves to learn of Jesus. Remember what we read in the devotion as to why Christ doesn't work with the, with the educated? In the first paragraph of our devotion, that is Conflict and Courage, page 282, reading from paragraph 2 there, it says, The Savior did not despise education, for when controlled by the love of God and devoted to his service, intellectual culture is a blessing. But he passed by the wise men of his time because they were so self-confident that they could not sympathize with suffering humanity and become co-laborers with the man of Nazareth. In their bigotry, they scorned to be taught by Christ. That's the word I'm looking for there. In their bigotry, they scorned to be taught by Christ. The Lord seeks to cooperate. That's enough. That's what I want us to see. Do you know that education can make you to be uneducated? So-called education. Do you know what it was that these Pharisees passed through? Do you know what it was like? Do you remember Nicodemus? Why did he come secretly to discuss with Jesus? Because it would have been disrespectful for a Pharisee who claims to know the law to be taught publicly by a man who is just a carpenter, just a lowly person. Imagine in your environment wherever you are now. Think of the jobs that people look at as beyond them, beneath their dignity. These works are not dignifying. Jesus was somebody like that. He's just like that man who does the menial labor. Maybe you can say carrying block, being a carpenter as he was, but a lowly type of carpenter, not the rich type now, the lowly type. So they scorned to be taught by Jesus. To them, it was not dignifying. It was a disrespect to them for someone who didn't go to school, who is just a carpenter. He's not a rich man. What does he have? And then I, a Pharisee, will learn from him. Since they couldn't humble themselves, they couldn't learn. Now, I was saying this, that Jesus had a rebuke to give to them. Their erroneous doctrines were called out by Jesus. They were so bigoted and had a faulty reasoning and very wrong perceptions that prevented them from seeing the beauty of the truth. The Pharisees were always misplacing the importance of things. What is not important, they will raise it up. And that which is important, they will take it down. They had become so legalistic and confused that they misplaced the truth and twisted it so that it lost its meaning. This was an evidence of their blindness. In the book of Matthew 23, Jesus took his time to talk about them. Reading from verse 16, even though it starts before 16, but I just want you to see how Jesus addressed their blindness. He says, Woe unto you, ye blind guides, which say, Whosoever shall swear by the temple, it is nothing. But whosoever shall swear by the gold of the temple, he is a debtor. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gold or the temple that sanctifieth the gold? And whosoever shall swear by the altar, it is nothing. But whosoever sweareth by the gift that is upon it, he is guilty. Ye fools and blind, for whether is greater, the gift or the altar that sanctifieth the gift? Whoso therefore shall swear by the altar, sweared by it, and by all things thereon. And whoso shall swear by the temple, sweared by it, and by him that dwelleth therein. And he that shall swear by heaven, sweared by the throne of God, and by him that sitteth thereon. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides, are you seeing how many times calling them blind? 
blind guides which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe unto you, Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excuse and excess. Thou blind Pharisee, cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. In another place in the book of John 9 verse 40 and 41, we've already seen how Jesus said to them, Since you say you see, your sin will remain with you. This is what we are looking at here, the contrast between those who can be apprentices of Jesus and those who cannot be apprentices for Jesus. The disciples of Jesus, because of their humility and their apparent submission to their blindness, they were able to be taught by Jesus. But the Pharisees could not be taught because they felt they knew. And so it is with many today, church members, pastors, educated people who feel that they cannot learn from others who they consider beneath them. Even in the churches today, when the Bible studies are going on and some people will look down on a brother or a sister because they do not have an education, but yet what they are saying is true and they will submit to the people who are the lawyers, who have the money, who are the doctors and they will submit to those who are rich or who claim to be ministers but yet is it by position that we know the truth the word of truth is the truth itself it doesn't matter what any of these people are saying so we need to learn not to respect people because of position or wealth or just because of their degree or education jesus if he came to your church today how would you treat him Jesus was a lowly carpenter. If he came to your church to give a contribution and to teach, what would you say? Would you ask him about his education? Can you learn from him? You who are a doctor or a professor or an engineer, would you learn from Jesus? Can you be an apprentice to him if he was around today? But he is around. He is represented by those people around you who can break down the word of God, but yet they do not have the education that you have. They do not have the money that many people have. How would you treat them? Can you learn from them? Oh, we need to learn that it is not about people's wealth, but it is really about what the, the Holy Spirit that is on people who can make them to break down the word of God. And for us to be apprentices, we must be humble. Speaking about the Pharisees now and how Jesus rejected them and why he did so i want to read from signs of the times june 23 1887 paragraph 1 it says and jesus said for judgment i am come into this world that they which see not might see and that they which see might be made blind and some of the pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him are we blind also jesus said unto them if you were blind you should have no sin but now you say we see therefore your sin remaineth had the Pharisees to whom these words were addressed been really blind or ignorant through want of capacity to learn or opportunity for instruction, they would have been comparatively free from guilt in their determined opposition to Christ. But they had the most favorable opportunity to obtain an understanding of the scriptures, and they prided themselves on their knowledge and discernment. While they were willfully closing their eyes to the light, Christ declared of them, Ye know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. 
they had stubbornly refused to receive instruction. Therefore, all the opportunities which they enjoyed, all the wisdom, ability and knowledge of which they proudly boasted would only increase their condemnation in the day of final judgment. God gives us sufficient evidence to enable us to accept the truth understandingly, but he does not propose to remove all occasion for doubt and unbelief. Should he do this, there would no longer be a necessity for the exercise of faith, for we would be able to walk by sight. All who with a teachable spirit study the word of God may learn therefrom the way of salvation, yet they may not be able to understand every portion of the sacred record. The Apostle Peter declares that in the epistles of Paul, written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, there are some things hard to be understood which they that are unlearned and unstable rest as they do also the other scriptures unto their own destruction. Whatever is clearly established by the word of God, we should accept without attempting to meet every doubt which Satan may suggest or with our finite understanding to fathom the counsels of the infinite one or to criticize the manifestations of his grace or power. Those who are continually looking for something to find fault with, something to strengthen unbelief in the word of God will soon find themselves so completely under the power of doubt and unbelief that nothing will seem sure to them they will find no solid foundation anywhere. It is, a, it is a duty to encourage faith and devotion. If we seek in humility to learn the will of God as revealed in his word and then obey that will as it is made plain to our understanding, we shall become rooted and grounded in the truth, said Christ. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. End of quote. The summary of what I just read is this, if we must be apprenticed to Jesus, we must have that spirit of a learner, the spirit of humility and meekness, acknowledging our lack of wisdom and helplessness, and we must be careful not to be like the Pharisees who think that they can see, who think that they know it all and will not submit themselves to learn. The humble, teachable spirit of the child is what we need. If we say like the Pharisees that we can see, then we have no need to learn from Jesus and therefore he cannot teach us and we will remain in our sins. Apprenticeship to Christ. I want to be an apprentice to him and I want you too to be an apprentice to him. But you must drop your customs, your traditions. What you have been taught since childhood, drop it. Come to the word of God and learn. Wash your brain. You know, People talk about brainwashing as if it's a bad thing. Oh, we really need to wash our brains from the customs and traditions of the world that we have learned so that it will not be an obstruction to the teachings that Jesus wants to give us. Come as a baby. Come as a learner. Come in meekness and the Lord will make you his apprentice. But if you will not do this, then you will be a blind leader of the blind and you will fall into a ditch. Let us pray. Our dear loving Father in heaven, thank you, Lord, for breaking down to us the criteria for us to be apprentices to you. Help us, Lord, to be unobstructed channels of truth, that your light may come to us. Help us to put away from us all our cherished opinions and fond beliefs so that we can learn from you as these humble fishermen. I pray, Father, that whatever obstructions, whether it is our wealth, 
or our education that makes it hard for us to submit to the truth. Please, Lord, lead us, guide us, so that we can see the necessity of putting these things away, so that we can learn of you. Consecrate our education that it may be used to your glory and not as an obstruction to the truth. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. That according as it is written, he that glory Let him glory. power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Christ, the power